Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, like uh, most of my sensitive and well-informed listeners, I was so relieved when it was announced last week that the long-awaited comprehensive retrospective of the paintings of Philip Guston was to be postponed till 2024, when presumably we as a nation of avid and attentive art viewers will have matured enough to be able to see Guston's acrid critique of white nationalism, racism, and religious bigotry with enough emotional detachment so as to blunt any potential for powerful impact. You know, underestimating the public has often been a winning strategy for our major museums. Let them eat water lilies has been a guiding principle for years among arts professionals who prefer the French spelling for the word cash. They spell it M-O-N-E-T. Always a good policy. When in doubt, when strapped for cash, slap together a nifty show of French impressionists, you can't go wrong. Protecting the public sensibilities is an important part of our mandate. That's uh, that's how one very well-known museum curator put it to me the other day on the phone. I'm not going to mention any names. This is still a very, very touchy issue. And I asked her, I said, can I quote you on this? And, um, and, uh, and, sh- and she said, um, she said, no, but, I, but I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I do. I, 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 I you know, and that's why they are curators. That's why they call them curators. They curate. They curate for us. They select. I mean, do you really expect your, I don't know, your deli person to to openly display every offending morsel of of whitefish? No. You you just want to see what's best. I, for one, I, I hate it when they leave the eyes in there, but that's just me. But you get the point. You get the point. And I think, I think, I think, think of the awesome responsibility all those museum trustees have. I mean, they're trustees and and they need to inspire trust. These fine, generous and wealthy benefactors who devote valuable time to maintaining our cultural cathedrals. They must be, they must be wise. And they must be circumspect, sharing their largesse, often uh, the spoils of, of predatory capitalism, uh, defense contracts, and, 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 and complex real estate ventures, is, is a lofty enterprise. And the need to protect the public from crude expressions of social commentary is a very noble calling. And I thank them. And 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 this latest thing, this whole Gustin kerfuffle, got me thinking. So I did some research. I I dug a little deeper than I usually do for these podcasts, and and I learned that behind the scenes, away from from the harsh 
glare of publicity, these wise stewards of our sensibilities have been at work at a whole menu of cultural enterprises, all designed to protect us and to protect the public good. I mean, it just so happens that, 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 that the, it was the Gustin story that became public, got people talking, but apparently a few years ago, for example, there was, there was supposed to be an exhibition of Goya's Disasters of War etchings. Actually, they weren't even etchings. They weren't the etchings themselves. They were reproductions. I think maybe they were posters, but they were, they, were, they were supposed to be exhibited at some Midwestern Community College library and, and a few of the trustees there. And, you know, they had the city officials with them on this. They, they found that the, wor- that the work also was, was disturbing. And, 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 and it might potentially, and here I'm quoting their, their, their statement, it might, quote, distract our already easily distracted students from studying properly. Plus, they went on, the gory and violent images may, like video games, inspire collateral acts of violence, especially among the boys. I agree. I, I, I do. I agree. I've never, I've never really liked video games anyway. In fact, I hate video games. But, but anyway, speaking of colleges, I'm sure that some of you at least are familiar with the New England University where after a series of very contentious public forums and school-wide strikes and, and demonstrations decided to eliminate the poetry of Paul Celan from the humanities department they determined that his his wrenchingly disturbing death fugue was well they decided that it was disturbing now as you probably know already the the poem which evokes powerful images of the of the holocaust and has served as a source for the works of the german artist anselm kiefer begins with the striking imagery of black milk. Black milk of morning, we drink you at dusk time, we drink you at noontime and dawn time, we drink you at night, we drink and drink. But, but they got rid of that. Can't teach that anymore. Nope. That's, that's off the curriculum. At, at the time, one of the, one of the prominent student activists pointed out in some campus newspaper editorial that, um, well, that he and, and some people might find the, the imagery somewhat offensive, pointing out rightly, I think, that there is no such thing as black milk. And I, I think that's a fair point. You know, you don't hear about these things. This stuff happens all the time. I, I don't know. May, may, maybe you heard, maybe you heard this one in, in, in a joint statement recently. A whole bunch of American cultural institutions announced that they decided, as a group, that all future exhibitions devoted to 17th and 18th century Japanese ukiyo-e printmaking 
were to be canceled indefinitely. Now, in their press release, they, they specifically singled out Utamaro's very graphic depictions of the floating world concubines and, and samurai. It was felt, and, and they too have a point that the glorification of ritualized violence and the objectification of women were not suitable subjects at the present time. And you have to agree with that. Maybe some other time will be more appropriate, but right now is not the time. And predictably, some Asian art specialists raised objections. They, they see it as a form of censorship, but it was quickly pointed out that American scholars should act with a bit more, I don't know, humility, considering their overt expressions of cultural appropriation under the, under the convenient cover of, of scholarship. I mean, the next thing you know, these, these pointy-headed professors will start wearing kimonos at the next faculty pool party. <laughs> anyway, from my very safe space here in Southern California. I applaud all this abundance of thoughtfulness and sensitivity. And besides, it's time to, to move past Gustin and all the rest of that mid-20th century patriarchal pantheon of so-called American masters. It's time to shove those dudes aside once and for all, and to start spreading out, being inclusive, encouraging diversity, and making room for the lives of contemporary artists.